Hello, it is 10 a.m. in New York, 4 p.m. in Johannesburg, and 9 p.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to the Expat Happy Hour. This is Sunday Schneider Bean from sundaybean.com. I'm a solution-oriented coach and intercultural strategist for individuals and organizations, and I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed when living abroad and get you through any life transition. Joseph Campbell says, We must let go of the life we've planned so as to accept the one that is waiting for us. Now, part of me really jives with that, right? There's something about surrender and especially this idea of what's waiting for us, what's possible. And there's this other part of me that completely resists it because it's like, uh, no way am I going to give up on what I'm trying to create. So my special guest today is Stephanie from Transcontinental Overload. And this woman has been delivered the fair share of her surprises in her life and has had to juggle this idea of planning and accepting what's waiting for us. So it is my heartfelt pleasure to welcome Stephanie to Expat Happy Hour today. Hi, Sunday. Thank you for having me. So let me tell you a little bit more about Stephanie before we dive in. She is from Germany, has lived in the UK and the US, who's also in a binational marriage, married to a Brit for almost 20 years, and is the mama of two teenage TCKs. Well, if I don't know what a hero that is already (laughs) going through that, Stephanie, (laughs) you deserve like a badge for that. (laughs) Yeah. And I can tell you, this is, uh, it's, it's nine o'clock in the morning for me and a teenage morning. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm sitting here with my tea and, uh, and trying to get some Zen. (laughs) Okay. Wonderful. You're so sweet. So I'm curious. I read this quote from Joseph Campbell. I'll say it one more time. We must let go of the life we've planned so as to accept the one that is waiting for us. What do you think about that? I'm I'm still trying to <laughs> to come to grips with that. Yeah. It's mm. uh it's I I love it. It's absolutely, I mean, yeah. I feel like it, I, I should read this quote every morning. <laughs> mm. You know, life has thrown you, as you say in your blog, mm-hmm. it's thrown you some surprises. Absolutely. I, mm-hmm. well, I, I am currently living in Austin, Texas, um, which had someone said that to me 10 years ago, even five mm-hmm. years ago, I guess I would have said, right. are you insane? I mean, that's, I'm never going to, that's not on my agenda ever. Right. And yet here I am. And in fact, I, we moved to Austin and I left Austin and I came back to Austin. So right. You've, you've expatriated, repatriated, Mm -hmm. expatriated again. So tell us a little bit more about you. You have been the blogger behind transcontinental overload for over a decade. Mm -hmm. You've launched your podcast this year. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about you and why you do what you do. So I, um, I left my home country of Germany in my twenties. I always had that, that idea of I needed to get away and live somewhere else, but I never really fully thought that through. And I always expected (laughs) that, (laughs) um, I would do that and go live somewhere else and then, and then go back. Um, so, so that was surprise. Number one was that my year in the UK 
and possibly maybe uh, some work there would um, would turn into 12 years in the UK. So I, I didn't go back to Germany. I left in my 20s and I never went back. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's that. Um, that wasn't on my plan. Right. I want to say I didn't really have a, a big life plan. But, you know, when you're in, in, in your mind, you, you know, certain things are just the way they are. And yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I kind of veered off, co- off course then, stayed mm-hmm. in the UK. Well, I met my husband and then decided to just go for it and, and, and live there. And then I was quite happy with that. And um, all my growing up, uh, becoming an adult, I think happened happened there really. And um, I loved it. And then, mm-hmm. and then he got a job off in the States. And um, yeah, so <laughs> that, that was over 10 years ago. And um we went for it and I had very mixed feelings but again I was like okay let's do this for a couple of years and then go back to the UK because that's where I'm at home that's where I feel mm-hmm. I belong and so you left Germany you left Germany and then you actually felt home in the UK mm-hmm. yeah then you go to the US mm-hmm. right when did it get hard um I it, it was hard the whole time I have to mm-hmm. admit. And again, um, the US was never on my plan. It was, mm-hmm. we went to California to start with and it was one of those. And someone says to you, Hey, do you want to live in San Francisco? And ah, yeah, of course you say yes. Um, mm-hmm. Because who doesn't want to live in, in California? And um, for me, but for me, that was very much like, yeah, we're, we're kind of, we're the Europeans and we're going to go back to Europe. And um it was hard for me once the two, once the three years had passed mm-hmm. and I realized that we were not going back in that time frame that we thought. We always had it at the back of, of our minds, but um, life was pretty good in California mm-hmm. and I felt like I completely had to re- had to change my, my mindset for that because it was, I was I- no, no longer the, the, the temporary expat I was actually that my life was happening <laughs> so um wow. yeah what does that mean mm. right what does that mean my life was happening versus the temporary expat because mm-hmm. it was um and when I first I started writing the blog when we moved to the states because I thought oh I'm gonna just jot down all the crazy things that are happening and uh, you know the kind of Brit Brit or German living in the states going oh my god those Americans are crazy and I'm gonna write this blog and and then two years later I'm that's it we're gonna go back and I'll resume my life <laughs> in the mm-hmm. UK so it was almost like this is a just an exception and then that's that that change from no, we're actually here. This is, I'm, my life is happening. I'm not watching from the outside someone who's living in the US for a, a, you know, just a limited period of time. I am actually this person and I'm actually living. This is life and decisions are made. And um, so that's a very drastic uh, change of mindset that, that happens. So what is so I'm I'm if you had a picture of me right now you would see me looking up and to the right like kind of with a furrowed brow like what does that really mean mm-hmm. you know if you have this and I know you're articulating something many people can relate to mm-hmm. it's almost as if real life is somewhere else mm-hmm. and then you're having this exceptional experience 
but you're waiting to put the play button back on your real life. Exactly. It's, it's, and it's that play button that's, it's so hard to find because mm. you in all that time where you're thinking, I'm only here, I'm only visiting really. I'm just kind of sticking my, my nose in and, um, and watching what's going on but I don't really have mm. to invest much of myself I'm just enjoying mm. it I'm I want to see all the sights I want to um <clears throat> you know that that lifestyle without really committing to it mm. and mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of people who move uh, go through that where it's like yeah and and also being very focused on um keeping all the connections with home mm-hmm. on on a completely like as as if we hadn't even moved away. So I was very uh, focused on that, making sure that I kept in touch with everyone back back home at the time. Home mm-hmm. was the UK. Um, having make sure that the kids don't lose their friends, and making sure that we've we've booked our flights back, and make sure I have time for my my parents, my in laws, everyone on Skype. So, and you can imagine with the what was it nine hour time difference, it was. I mean, all that kind of logistical stuff. So I was very focused on that because I was so sure that we would return. And I just wanted to make sure that we, that would be easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that just went. <laughs> so, yeah. So what I'm writing down as you're talking about this, mm-hmm. I'm processing this. And so I've got on one side, I've got the pause button mm-hmm. is watching, enjoying the lifestyle and mm-hmm. connections are far. The mm-hmm. play button is investing, committing, and the ties are close. Yeah. What about like you and your purpose and what you're doing? What goes under the pause versus play button there? So I guess I was to start with, um, I mean, yes, the kids were at school, so making friends and all that was obviously I had to do that too and wanted to do that too. But I think I just, I really overburdened myself with trying to trying to do the, the pause and the play at the same time, if you want. Mm-hmm. And basically living, living two lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it felt, it, and then um, obviously when it was obvious that we weren't going to move back within the two to three years then I had to kind of really switch gears and um and focus more on my new life and you know that I had to play the uh, press the play button in the U.S. and really think about what I wanted to do and um kind of less with a plan of, oh yeah, this is going to be two years, three years, whatever, but uh, this is life. And I have to, before that I was, I was still working a little bit remotely for a UK company, but my, my focus was on enjoying the, the two years in California. So I didn't really pay much attention to that. And then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, I really, I need to get a job. I need to make, you know, do all the, the things that I would do back home. Mm-hmm. And um, I tried to do that, but it's 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 hard. It's very. Mm-hmm. It was, I I kind of I was lost for a, for a while. I feel I was kind of going through the motions and uh, yeah, still living the two lives in my in my head. I think. 
Yeah. I, there are so many people who are going to be listening to this and going, oh my God, been there. Right. <laughs> mm. I know people are just like nodding their head in the cars right now. They're like <laughs> fist bumping in the kitchen. Like they, they, they've been there. Right. Yeah. And it, it does take a toll because you, I feel I, I made such an effort and still kept making that effort with people back, back home. I keep saying back home, even though it was starting to feel like less of a, um, one home. It was, I, I was mm-hmm. starting to realize that I probably have more than one homes yeah, and have to make that work. And I put so much effort in and uh, contacting people and making sure. And I, I think the people in, in California didn't realize how, how invested I was in, in life back in the UK and the people in the UK didn't realize how, how much effort it took to, to do both. And, and I honestly, it's, it's, and it's at the time you don't think about that that much, but now with hindsight, I, I realize how, how stressed I was trying to keep it all, you know, that, 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 that picture of the, of the duck that looks all serene on the surface and is paddling (laughs) like crazy underneath. Yeah, that, that was me. Mm -hmm. So when did you say enough? Hmm. Um, I don't think I ever said enough because I kind of, I'm that sort of person who, who just wants to do it all. Mm. (laughs) And just, I just felt like I needed to, um, just sit down and had a stern talk with myself and just kind of maybe just, just see where, where I could, um, loosen my grip in some ways but then also we because then what what happened was we we moved within the states so that was the completely that that really really threw me leaving mm-hmm. california and all the friends and the network that we had established there and moving moving to austin and having to start from scratch and i completely underestimated how depleted i was energy wise mm. with having having put all that effort in all those years and then leaving that behind and then moving people in back in, in Europe had no idea for them. Nothing had changed because mm. I was still in the States so they couldn't see. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, I had a complete breakdown um, when we moved to Austin because I felt like I had no support network and all the, all the contacts were there, but no one really knew what I was going through. No one really could really empathize. And at the time I didn't, I hadn't reached out to the expat community. <laughs> so I was just, mm-hmm. yeah, paddling, but yeah, drowning, really. Right. So obviously something has changed since you broke down. How mm-hmm. did you get yourself out of that? Um, I think that was the point. Actually, the, the, the real point of enough is enough was when <laughs> to backtrack a little bit after being in Austin for uh, about eight months, nine months, I decided this is, I can't do this. I need to move back to the UK and um, just go, go back to the life I knew. Um, and I remember sitting in my kitchen in England and feeling as lonely as, you know, I'd never felt before thinking why am i feeling lo- this lonely why am i why am i struggling with this so much this is what i was aiming for this is what i wanted and i remember sitting i was working as a translator at the time um, so a very lonely 
profession. Right. right. It works with everything because you can fit it in around the kids and and, uh, family life. But and I was sitting in my kitchen and I remember this so clearly because my my kitchen, my table was I was looking out onto a pathway in front of my house that was people walked past that on the way to school, on the way to work. And I, I sat there looking at all those people walking past and a friend of mine walked past and I sat there looking and kind of willing her to to turn her head and look at me and smile or something and she didn't and it's like I'm right here can't you see me mm-hmm. and she just walked past and this is a very cultural thing uh, English people are very polite and just make sure that you don't you know you don't invade anyone's privacy you don't want to and so she was just doing what what English people do she was just like oh she might be there it's her house Mm -hmm. but I'm Mm -hmm. if I look in then what I I look nosy like the nosy neighbor or whatever and I can't do that so she I I literally saw her walking past me without looking at me and Mm -hmm. at that point I thought I'm this is enough this is enough Mm -hmm. this is not what Mm -hmm. I what I want I don't want people to um to do this and look you know look past me and not um and I'm like I'm 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 sitting here on my own and then I thought you know what this would have never happened in the US (laughs) (laughs) um someone Mm -hmm. would have been you know if someone had walked past my house uh they would have definitely looked and like, is she there? Can I wave? Can I be like, Hey, Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I have, yeah, I've learned uh, some things. And one of them is I need to, I need people and Mm -hmm. I need to reach out and um, not think I can do this on my own anymore. And that, Mm -hmm. that really, that was the, that was one of the the turning points or the the big turning point was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to really tackle this. I can't expect people to understand what I'm going through without telling them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and right. Um, I'm paddling, paddling furiously, but no one sees it. And so I'm going to reach out and tell people and, um, and ask for help. Wow, that's amazing. I admire you so much for, you know, you've shared about how you were there and then you left and then you came back. Like that takes yeah. so much. It takes so much. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 huge. It's <laughs> on on every single level, and as you said before, this um, trying to trying to how are you in this, and tr- just even trying to work out in all this what you what you want, what what do I want, what mm-hmm. do I want from from life, and uh, you know, I I'm, I've always been really good at saying what I didn't want. That's still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to really, really focus on, on my needs and, um, yeah. It's the most basic thing, but I can't tell you how many people I work with. And that's exactly what we work on is mm. learning how to know what you want. Mm-hmm. Cause there's so many things that we feel like we should want mm-hmm. or people tell us that we should want. <laughs> Uh, yes and and when you survive you know you you have kids and family and then all that juggling the the family life across time zones and continents and all that and I was so focused on all that that I completely lost mm-hmm. sight of of myself in it I kind of felt like I'm, I'm the one keeping it all together which yeah. I guess I was and if I hadn't put in all this effort um would have been 
maybe would have been different, but maybe not. Right. But I, I just, uh, yeah, I, myself, I, w- I was in there somewhere, but I, I didn't even know. So by the time we came back to Austin, I, I really, I was such a mess. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was upset and I was sad to to leave England again and then but then and people say people said uh but that's what you wanted I thought that's what you wanted I you you're gonna be so much happier now and 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 then I, I just realized yeah it's not um uh, moving takes it out of you but you can't let it defeat you and right um yeah it's amazing there's so much courage that you demonstrate I think in all of that and this struggle of feeling lonely I I don't know I've Mm -hmm. felt a lot of emotions in my life but loneliness is probably one of the worst yeah yeah especially when you've got people right in front of you and when you have people right in front of you and also when you're someone like myself who's very I like to be independent and I like to I'm, I'm I do not find it easy to divulge my my emotions and to, to kind of say, Hey, I'm lonely and I'm really struggling. I don't find mm-hmm. that easy. I'm always like, yeah, it's fine. I can take care of myself. And, um, so the, that was really the biggest, the biggest thing I've learned over this last year is the reaching out and, and opening up. It's amazing. And now you're like opening up to thousands of people. right now. Yes. And it's so, it's so good. And I'm still, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm still my, I'm, I'm an introvert and I'm still, I'm very happy with my own company, but I really need people and I need Mm -hmm. people's input. So, yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you because it's such a, it's such validation to hear someone tell their story (laughs) and see yourself in their story. (laughs) Right. So when you share that, I'm even getting like a little emotional right now. When you share that, you know, there's someone there listening, going, Mm -hmm. Hey, I've been there. Mm -hmm. I I know myself 20 years ago living in Switzerland. um, My husband would go out to his buddies and it'd be a Friday night and be like, Hey, come with us. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, no, I'm cool. Go out, have fun. Don't worry. And I would literally Mm -hmm. be like in the fetal position on the floor, bawling my eyes out Yep. because I was like, you know, you know, did I make a huge mistake? What if my dad dies? And this is, I have all these regrets or just all of it, right? We've all been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then feeling lonely in a group of people, even though people that have come to become family, there were moments when they were speaking Swiss German. I didn't understand it. It was all men. I was like the only woman in the room. It's like, oh, where's the, you know, yin energy? Where's the yeah. English speaker? Like just feeling, <laughs> feeling isolated, you know, among people and, and mm-hmm. no one was doing anything wrong. It was just part of the journey. Yeah. Right. So you have come so far. Um, do you mind if we talk a little bit about where you were at when you and I first met? Not at all. So I'm I'm curious. You are part of this amazing Year of Transformation family. <laughs> um, and you hopped on a, phone, a call with me a year ago um, because there was something about the program that appealed to you. Mm-hmm. Tell me what what was going on with you right before you reached out. So I had over the, especially since I I started the blog over ten years ago, I always had that that idea that I wanted to do something with my my writing, 
with I had all sorts of ideas um and then more recently a sense of um actually I, I love my writing but I also want to have an exchange with people and I don't I'm kind of I'm uh, it's too introspective to to be writing about myself all the time I need to hear what mm. other people have, have to say and I listen to, to podcasts all, all sorts of podcasts and um and then I thought hey wouldn't that be fun wouldn't that be amazing um to talk to people and to have a podcast and uh but at that and then I found you I found your podcast because I was researching expat podcasts just to for a little you know market research if you want to right. just see what's out right. there uh and then thinking oh yeah there's so much out there I don't no one needs to hear me um as well mm. but I found yours and listened and then there was I think it was one on the in your series on purpose mm-hmm. and it just it just I, I remember walking I was, I was walking the dog and um I was listening to this podcast and I stopped in my tracks I literally mm. I just stopped and I was like oh my god uh this is the the purpose the question of purpose and I have completely lost a sense of what what my what what purpose I have what what is my goal what is you know and and I had all this I had this big jumble in my head it was just all these these ideas and people had said yeah you should do this you should do that and I couldn't focus on anything I just felt like I'm just I had just giant mess in my head and then I listened to this this episode and I was like yeah this is uh, I need to I need to do something and it's a podcast oh my god this is a sign <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, so I contacted you and then we set up a Skype um, talk and I remember that this this moment of you coming on Skype and I'm seeing you and you're talking to me and I'm thinking that's the person who was on the podcast <laughs> this is <laughs> she's actually real oh my god you know this is actually a a, a, someone who does this and Mm -hmm. that that kind of like this is not an abstract idea in Mm -hmm. my head this is actually something that's you know someone is doing this people are doing this and yeah um and uh, yeah so that's but I remember being kind of this is real oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny yeah that's so funny you've never told me that story I was like I was like a you know a little starstruck like (gasps) (laughs) so funny yeah it's cute because when I when I talk to people sometimes Mm -hmm. you know they've been listening to me for like a year and a half two years Mm -hmm. I've been doing this podcast for three years and then they Mm -hmm. tell me they've been listening to me for four years I'm like Uh, why didn't you say hello like (laughs) I'm just speaking into the abyss you're a real person (laughs) yeah just say hi um Um, but your energy was so different then than it uh, is now yes I honestly that like I said it was just this big jumble in my head Mm -hmm. I had spent these all these years uh, trying to figure out my life and not getting anywhere um and looking after my family in the process and their issues and their ups and downs and uh, relocation and repatriation issues and I yeah it's like I will never get through this this big jumble in my head and Mm -hmm. So I, I think, yeah, energetically, I was I was just exhausted from what had been going on. Yeah, and then that that sense of oh yeah, I have this idea that it would be great to do this, but I'm too exhausted to do it. I can't focus. What is it mm-hmm. I really want to do? And yeah, so that's hey, h- how has that changed? <laughs> 
Yeah. So tell, do you mind sharing a little bit about like, what's, what was the journey mm-hmm. like for you? You, then you were looking for purpose and now mm-hmm. you're like kicking ass with your podcast mm-hmm. and you're blogging. How, how did you get there? Like what, how does that work? Um, <laughs> um, having, having someone, um, well, in this case it was you, <laughs> someone mm-hmm. uh, just, it's the accountability and the, the, Hey, I'm not letting you off the hook. Mm-hmm. Um, aspect of it that really really helped me because I had I had ideas and I knew I was capable of doing something mm-hmm. I just hadn't ever been able to follow through with any of those mm-hmm. plans and that's that's uh, that's a pattern that had been going on for a long long time and I felt like I could never have followed through with this having the the idea for the podcast and then how do I go about it and having someone by your side who breaks it down and says this is what we do now and in two weeks Mm -hmm. you're going to be doing this and just having having someone to to guide me and then not letting me kind of go ah maybe I shouldn't do this Mm -hmm. um is amazing and it has been amazing and I felt like once I'd um cracked that that pattern and Mm -hmm. kind of given myself over to okay I'm gonna be led I'm gonna be I it's not I can't do this on my own the realization I'm I can do the work but I need someone to you know kick my butt and and keep me on track (laughs) what does everybody say kicking butt when it comes uh, to me like (laughs) I'm really sweet uh, and nice too (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, you are all that, but um, I was, and I'm sure you hear this a lot. I think I really managed to 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 follow through, and every time we met, I had done what I was what I had yep. been asked to do, and I was just so scared of what would happen if I hadn't. <laughs> so, so the the. And I remember like saying to my husband, "Oh my God, I'm meeting. Sun- I'm meeting with Sunday tomorrow. I haven't done this. She's gonna be. She's gonna be so mad at me." And and he would look at me like, you know, you're just. This is, you know, this is. She's. You'll be fine. And I say, no, no, no. You don't, you don't understand. You don't understand. And um, so I I did it. And uh, yeah, I mean, and there was your your sweet face the next morning, and I could say, yeah, I did it. I did it. And so I never had to have that. And it's I'm like sh- you. This is, it's it so cracks funny. me up. <laughs> I'm sure it would have been. It, it's absolutely fine. And if I hadn't completed something, it would have been fine. But of course, I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, yes, you. It, no way was that going to be the reason, you know. <laughs> but it was. It's yeah. That that inner voice was was just like yeah. You you've got this. You can do this. And um and I did. And really, for the first time. Um, I followed through every step and I got where I wanted to be. And You're cracking me up because it makes it sound like I'm mean and I know I'm absolutely not mean. I think when, when I hear, um, when I hear Sunday's going to kick my butt, what mm-hmm. I hear, uh, honestly, when I hear that is, these are the, my words and you tell me where I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. What I hear from that is mm-hmm. Sunday mm-hmm. believes in me so much. She's not going to let me disappoint myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's not that you would have been like, why didn't you do this? I mean, no, of course. And I knew that you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that, but yeah, absolutely. It's, it's that cheering. You were cheering on my 
my inner voice, my my mm-hmm. inner strength, um, and that's what I was hearing. Yeah. Had nothing to, nothing to do with with you or your reaction to anything, but just the fact that you were there. <laughs> and right. I I mean, this is also it's like I'm very I've I've never in my life never missed a deadline. <laughs> so right. Right. it's like no, I'm I can do this. Um, yeah. You're like a lot of my clients mm-hmm. who are really good students, and this is why they say yes to something like Year of Transformation, because mm-hmm. they know that they're going to be the good student. I'm doing like little air quotes with my fingers mm-hmm. right now, that it's like, I won't, it's like this beginning process of, mm-hmm. I won't do it for me, mm-hmm. but I'll do it for my teacher type mm-hmm. of thing, right? Yeah. Like I have uh, other yeah. clients yeah, yeah, who are like, I can't show up to class without my mm-hmm. homework done. So it's tricking yourself into accountability. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. really not, this is why, this is why I always say to my clients, like, you're not accountable to me at all. You're accountable to yourself. Yes. Yeah. And of course, you know, I, I knew that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just having, having you alongside and, and, uh, the, the follow through. Yeah. That it's, it's something I knew for myself that I would not be able to achieve mm-hmm. having watched myself start things and stop and not follow through, uh, over the years. Um, yeah, I knew I had to do it. To do it. So you're kind of giving me a lot of credit here, but I want you to start giving yourself some credit. Mm-hmm. Of course, the you know, we build in accountability. You know, I understand the mm-hmm. process to lead you through it, but tell me about the work that you did that made this successful. Um, the main thing was really to take myself, put myself first. With everything that had been going on, the realization that I needed to carve out time for this, for the project mm-hmm. and myself and mm-hmm. make sure that I, I wasn't over committing. And because we had issues at the, at the beginning, I remember trying to trying to do everything again, because that's what I was mm-hmm. what I'd been doing all that time, trying to, to juggle all these balls. And, and and I decided to not do that and really carve out time for for making for doing the work and then not yeah. stressing. And that was a big, mm-hmm. that was a big one to make sure that I had time for, um, exercise and just time to maybe read a book or, you know, knit. <laughs> we talked mm-hmm. about knitting. Um, I remember that. And not feel guilty and just kind mm-hmm. of get to a point where I had, I, I was slowly building up my energy levels again, and then I could really tackle the work. And yeah, that's, that's how it how it all came about and then I, th- I think once you once you're in that once you have that the work mode and you know what you know how long things take and getting over all the technology side of it I mean for yeah. a tech technophobe like myself to actually be able to now say and tell people advise people on how how to do a podcast it's just crazy I've had people people say hey can you help me can, and I'm like yes I can <laughs> Because I know you do that by yourself. It's incredible. <laughs> yes, and and um, yeah. I mean, that was that's a whole uh, getting um, getting the hang of of the editing and all that. But um, the main thing was really to to realize I had to make time for myself and uh, look after my energy levels, mm-hmm. and then throw myself into it. And I felt that that I I managed to do that. They did that. For me, I, what I love is I have to remind people during the year, this is not the year of tweak. This is the year of transformation. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what I love watching is mm-hmm. um, you really, your energy is completely transformed. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it is so different every time we meet than before. Uh, and I get 
so much energy from what I do now as well. And that's mm-hmm. talking talking to people, interviewing people for the podcast and, and reaching out to them beforehand and having the conversations and that that's uh, all the connections I've made. And that mm-hmm. I get so much energy from that. And uh, yeah, I never thought that would be possible. And then what, one other thing I, I have to say, because this is funny and this is very girly. <laughs> I had been trying to, this is so silly. <laughs> trying to, I can't wait. to grow out my hair for I want to say probably the last 10-15 years and I never followed through and I always got bored and I or just couldn't handle it and always chopped my hair off again too I had a pixie cut at some point and you know now you can't see me now but uh, my hair's below the shoulders and I have never ever been able to do this even though I'd wanted I've been wanting to do it for ages and I think it's no coincidence that I have managed mm. to do that to do that this last year <laughs> I, lo- I went before and after pictures we went like what Catherine did when she did her before this, and after pictures oh oh yeah and it's it's honestly I, I thought that the other day it's I think yeah it's not it's no coincidence that it I managed to do it alongside everything else this year it's so wonderful. I love it. And that's what the thing it's, this is why I try to communicate with people when I did this before and after picture on Facebook. Yeah. It's not about how someone physically looks. It's something inside mm-hmm. is shifting and you start mm-hmm. to see it on the outside. Mm-hmm. So what are you most proud of when you think about all that you've done in the last year? That I let you help me, that I, I didn't kind of chicken out and say oh no I I can actually do I can totally do this by myself that Mm -hmm. I actually said no I really need the help and I will share this journey with you and Mm. and didn't shut myself off yeah that's what I'm most proud of and people people who know me know that about me that I'm, I'm not someone to reach out easily yeah so you know it took me an iron deficiency after the birth of my first son to finally realize that it wasn't like a sign of weakness to ask for help. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, yeah. And now I see it and I see it with, with, you know, other people and, and, uh, and it's like, if I can do it, I can reach out and, and let someone help me and just opening up to the wider community as well. Um, I just, yeah, anyone who, who struggles, it's the reaching out and asking for help is, mm-hmm. it's such a, it's, it requires so much strength, um, but it absolutely is not a sign of weakness. Oh my God. I, I think it's super courageous. I mean, when I have had to reach out to people and say, mm-hmm. I don't want to carry this by myself anymore. Mm-hmm. I, that is, that is a moment where I had to muster every ounce of courage. Mm-hmm every ounce of courage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally get that. And sharing your story is, is courageous. And I know that's what you do on transcontinental overload. I know that you mm-hmm. invite people to share their stories. Yes. So if, if pe- yeah, if people want to listen and read more, um, they can go to transcontinental overload, but do you want to tell us more about why, what is the why behind your podcast? Yeah, it was. And I, I kind of hinted at that earlier, I was writing the the blog and sharing, and I got a lot of positive um, feedback on that, but mainly from, you know, from friends. Um, And I just got to the point where I thought I, 
I love doing this, but I, I am not exactly bored, but I, it's just, it's not healthy for me to just constantly be in my head and write, write about myself and my, my story and my issues. And I really feel like there's so many people with stories to tell. And by mm-hmm. listening to other people's stories, I, that helped me so much. And I thought if I could, if we can create something where people talk about how hard this expat living is, mm-hmm. um, and there's something for everyone in there, not even just for expats. And I know that people mm-hmm. listening to that are not expats and never have lived anywhere, never will be, but um, <clears throat> other than their, their home country. But there is so much in those stories and sharing them and, and people, people, showing their vulnerability mm-hmm. and it wasn't just about myself and my own vulnerability but it's in other people's and to, to, to share that and I've learned so much from every single episode I've done and I'm up to 14 now so I just yep. released the 14th episode on Mon- on it's Tuesday exciting. and it's exciting it's, I honestly it's given me me just for, for my own um life and attitude and outlook on on things it's given me so much and so yeah that that was my that's also what kept me going just realizing that I was creating something that was useful mm-hmm. and um valuable for a lot of people so I'm just celebrating the where you've started from on the walk with your dog right <laughs> thinking you had no purpose to clarity on the impact you want to make in the expat community and belonging through sharing of stories and, and courage and vulnerability. So I'm, I'm just celebrating you and the impact that you're having for your health, for your happiness, for your life, for your family, and for, for the community that you care about. So this is your, why I do what I do. Yeah. Because you (laughs) are, because I, I, what's meaningful for me, my purpose is that I can make an impact. And especially mm-hmm. when I work with people who have dreams or hopes or ideas mm-hmm. that, um, that have a ripple effect on others. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. And thank you for coming on today um, and sharing your story and, and being courageous. Mm-hmm. It really means a lot to me, Stephanie. Thank you. It's, it's my pleasure. And, and it, yeah, and I hadn't had no idea how much pleasure it was going to be and I'm so excited also what's what what's to come from this and right yeah what's next <laughs> so <I know. laughs> it's so fun so check out um Stephanie at Transcontinental Overload if you're even feeling uh, frisky and excited you could even apply to be a guest on her podcast if she's if she's <laughs> taken them she's got always. some amazing people there <laughs> I was looking, looking for for people and you know so many so many times people have said oh I don't really have an interesting story to tell I and um I you know I don't know I'm just at home and and oh my god there's so many stories I always tell people yeah I'll we'll, we'll find your story <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. find it yeah, yeah. yeah. so I'd, you'll I'd do some mm. you'll do some poking around and find what's mm-hmm. special there so thank you so much um check out Stephanie on transcontinental overload her blog and her podcast mm-hmm. And um, just I'm gonna Insta, do a sh- Instagram as well now. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, and, and yeah, Instagram and Twitter on as um, overloaded Steph. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. 
And thank you so much for being so transparent about your journey with the year of transformation. I know that there might be people who are on the fence right now and thinking, first of all, what is year of transformation and how can I get that kind of transformation in my own life? So sharing your story could be exactly what someone needed to have that courage um, to apply and to have that conversation with me. So I really appreciate that, Stephanie. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's, um, it's been amazing. And I, if, if someone has that, that moment on a dog walk, then I would be very happy. (laughs) (laughs) So you've heard from Stephanie, what an impact the decision she made to say yes to her and make her a priority has had on her energy on how she takes care of herself and how she actually shows up for herself and for the expat community through her blog and her podcast there's this huge ripple effect um, that has happened since she said yes to changing the status quo. For her, it was follow through. She needed accountability and she didn't want to let herself off the hook. And that's what Year of Transformation did for her. So if this resonates with you, we are in the final week of taking applications of Year of Transformation. So if you haven't yet applied, what are you waiting for? Let's just hop on the phone, have a conversation, meet the person behind the voice of the podcast. And if you've applied and you're still thinking about it, reach out this week and let me know if you have any questions or what hesitations do you have? Because this could be the next step that changes everything for you. I want you to be in a completely different place this time next year than you are right now. I'd love to be by your side. So check out Year of Transformation. You have nothing to lose. Just apply and we'll hop on the phone. All right, everyone, you've been listening to Expat Happy Hour with Sunday Schneider Bean. Thank you for listening. I will leave you with the words from Lemony Snicket, which is the pen name of American novelist Daniel Handler. He says, if we wait until we're ready, we'll be waiting for the rest of our lives. Um. <laughs>